0: Hi there, coaches. Brian Blackburn back again with the Pound the Rock podcast. As always, we want to thank our sponsors through hardwoodtexas.com. Today we have Grant Glendinning. Grant is currently the video coordinator at the uh, University of Arkansas Little Rock. This is his first year. Uh, previously, he's been a grad assistant at the University of Memphis, uh, first under, under Tubby Smith and then Penny Hardaway, as well as a student manager for Texas Tech, three years, uh, Tubby Smith, as well as Chris Beard. Uh, he also played uh, basketball for his dad in the high school ranks, uh, Little River Academy. And uh, so, Grant, thanks for being with us today.
1: I appreciate you having me on, Coach Blackburn.
0: Well, Grant, Grant's family and, and my family go back a long ways, and I think Grant might have been a camper at A&M camp when I played there. And and uh, so I've known Grant since he was like in junior high or even before that. So uh, this is kind of kind of cool, cool getting a chance to – to uh interview you man so why don't you just talk about your journey what what uh what led you to the college ranks and uh and maybe uh just a little bit of information about the guys that you've worked under and then we'll kind of dive into that
1: okay um well i've been i've won i've known i wanted to coach pretty much since i was younger i felt like um just being with my dad he's been a high school coach in texas and just been around the game since birth basically um that really got me in trading coaching and then I had someone connected as to be a manager at Texas Tech named Austin Cox he was uh his dad coached at Texas A&M yeah for a while um so that's how I knew Austin and he just got me hooked up with that getting into the college basketball ranks as a manager and then uh those, I was there for uh, Coach Smith for three years uh, building that program back to where it's, and it's just crazy how great it looks now with Coach Beard and how <laughs> it's just amazing how that turnaround happened um, with started Coach Smith and then Coach Beard just building off of it. Um, both are great coaches and then I went ahead and followed Coach Smith to Memphis after I graduated from Texas Tech. Um, it didn't go as planned and Coach Hardaway, he's doing a great job there. Just got the number one recruiting class, and now he's building that program back. And now I got, I'm at Little Rock, and I'm trying to build something here.
0: So it sounds like you're the reason that all of these programs are improving. When they get a new coach, you're, uh, you're sure. the, con- you're the we'll, constant. the will go with
1: that. Yeah, you're the, you're the I consistent. Don't <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. We'll see. We'll see what happens to little rod we improve it a little rod then we'll, we'll go ahead and say I I'm, I'm a big key I guess yeah yeah but now those guys are really good at what they do uh, they all have a different style of how they teach how they uh, recruit how they run their program and they all work in my opinion so there's no and that's the beauty of uh, this is that you there's no certain way to do things there's other ways to go ahead and 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 do it your way. You don't have to do it like Coach Beard at Texas Tech, or how Coach uh, Hardaway does it at Memphis. There's different ways to do things to be good, yeah. in the, the sport.
0: Well, let's let's kind of dive into that then, man. Let's let's first talk about uh, your time at at uh, at Texas Tech uh, with Coach Smith. What were some of the things that? Allowed them to be successful. What are some of the takeaways? Like, if you were to, you know, combine all the great qualities and attributes of the coaches that you've worked for, what would you take away from from Coach Smith?
1: Shoot, there's so much you can take from Coach Smith. Uh, Coach Smith is a first off a great human being, and the one thing I admire about Coach Smith is he's a teacher to his players, and um, he tries to lead them be good men good husbands good fathers all that because in, in this profession I feel like that's what our job is to do is to make these players to be better people for our, our country and for their family and for the world to see um, but that is definitely one thing I'd say. I take and then coach Smith does a great job of the way he teaches um, he does and the way he executes his offense defensively he has a great basketball mind on how to find the open man that's his thing find the open man and and, and he and trust me he, he's all that's the first thing he says when we're talking about basketball yeah
0: that's that's really good and I, I'm glad that you mentioned that you know he's he's got a specific philosophy and he's used it over and over again to be successful and and uh, and okay. so yeah no that's that that's a really good point and it sounds like he's a transformational coach you know he's not just a guy that's going to get players use players and then get rid mm-hmm. of players he's someone that wants mm-hmm. to build them up into better men and uh, you know whether it's workers fathers husbands he's gonna he's gonna make that a priority so
1: um, and then the next one I guess is Coach Beard Coach Beard then is the I've th- I've learned a lot in one year with Coach Beard. Like his process is phenomenal of what how they take care of their bodies, how um, nutrition, getting the weight room, getting shots up, all that stuff. And then he teaches, and he's very intense and very demanding. But he also loves his players, and he's always there for his players. Anything that happens on the court does not carry on to them. He always builds good relationships with his guys. I think that's one thing I would try to take from Coach Barry's building how to build relationships with the players. He does a great job of that.
0: How did he? How does he get those guys to buy in so quickly? You know, it always seems like they're shooting. You know, at all hours of the night, and obviously the weight room is a big part of what they do, right? Because those guys, that, you know, they're always bragging about you know how much they're lifting. So how much? I mean, what 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 did a normal day look like? Maybe in the for the off season. In regards to a player, so you have a player who's maybe a junior, so, and and what does he do okay, day? So, you know, each day.
1: Okay, so uh, usually they lift in the morning. They'll have like I think they have, like the, they'll have their own group of what time, especially and then it also obviously it goes off of what their class schedule, study halls, and all that stuff. So basically, the timetable if I remember is usually strength um, conditioning in the morning, and then. If they have time they'll either get shopped up or they will uh, go to class. This depends on what time class is, what time they what time they live. And then uh throughout the day they go to class, study hall, all that stuff. And then um if they have they try to fit it in, um, where they get a, a workout in with um somebody on staff and then uh let's see. And then they basically watch film. They try to do individual film. They try to do, um, and then they do like team film. So, but they also, but they do individual film to show players exactly what they're doing wrong, what they're doing right, how to fix things, etc. And then, and then they do team film for scouts and all that. And then they go to practice. Um, for, and then he's really big on not like killing them. Maybe in the off it's a little bit different, but like he's really big on resting guys. Uh, keeping them fresh. And that, and I think that proved in getting to the final four. Cause they, I think they're really fresh, um, going into that final four run. And then, um, either if they didn't get their workout in before practice, they'll either do it after. And then he also has a thing called 300 Club, which is making 300 shots, um, with the gun. And you guys send a picture to him, to Coach Beard, to show that, hey, I got my, I made 300 shots today, Coach, et cetera. That's one of the, his process. I feel like um, nutrition is a big thing too, making sure they eat right. They got a training table at Tech, a really good training table. Um, so yeah, I, I know it was go all over the place, but that's no, basically that's what good. the day is like. <laughs> yeah,
0: no, that's say hey, that's hey, that that rings true for a lot of successful college programs. You know, uh, every day is it's packed full of stuff for those players, and I love the idea of individual film. I wish. You know, maybe more coaches could take advantage of that, even at the high school level, in regards to getting a, right. you know one or two guys in and just watching film of something. I think I think that would be really beneficial. And uh, yeah, no, I mean, it almost sounds like uh, they replace practice time with with strength and conditioning at times. Is that is that I mean mm-hmm. is that is that true? Like they're going to work on their bodies, and you know maybe instead of doing forty five minutes of shell package. They'll do 10 minutes of show package and then 15 minutes of working those muscles again, but in a weight room setting. Am I, am I off base by that?
1: Uh, I don't think that's exactly it. It's just cause they, I don't remember the, how many days a week they live and, but some guys will come in extra and get like extra, like work with the like bands and stuff like that with coach Riley Yeah, and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, He's just really, I think he's big about keeping them fresh. And that's why practices are not that long there. Uh, he just wants them, right now they're probably going longer, but like once the season starts, it's like really different.
0: Yeah. Very cool. Um, all right. Well, let's, hey, let's move and talk about uh, Memphis and Coach Smith there at Memphis. And, you know, you don't have to go into extreme detail, but obviously there were some challenges mm-hmm. there with this uh, for the staff um, you know what what went well what went wrong and and what did you learn from it
1: uh, well a lot I mean we still won 20 games I think or 21 20 or 21 games we I mean we did everything we could I felt like um, it just it, it happened this is, the, this is the business we live in and they decided to go another route with that and, and honestly it's working out for Memphis and they might have they made the best b- decision themselves as a university. Um, but Coach Smith was still winning. He just, I think, losing those guys uh, that, after that first season kind right. of put a, like, put himself him back a little bit and having to go get, like, seven or eight newcomers along with, and, like, guys that, uh, and the Juco ranks and then, and, none the, and those players are good. Like, some of those guys ended up being really good players and stuff, but it's just, you had a good foundation, and most of your foundation already left, and then now you had to refill it. And it happens in college basketball with the transfer, and it's gonna happen. You yeah, just, I mean, you prepare for that.
0: And
1: that is what it is. Um, but I think they, we did a good job as a staff trying to get guys buy-in, or especially those newcomers. I think we had eleven newcomers, or ten newcomers, or something like that. It was a big number, so like we were trying to get those guys to like become better players throughout the throughout the year, and I feel like we did get better, especially once we started uh, that uh, American Athletic Conference uh, tournament little run. We won two games, um, and we almost beat Cincinnati. We were in the, in the game all the way until the end. So.
0: Yeah, no, that's 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 a good point. You know, sometimes players programs and and coaches and teams are in that rebuilding mode when you got a lot of young guys and you know I think what you've mentioned is is key you know we're not trying to win now we are but we're also trying to make these guys better basketball players too so we can't just there's no mm-hmm. there's no quick fix and I think you know I feel like I'm I'm at that point right now with our program we we lost you know six seniors and so we're we're kind of trying to get these younger guys to to become better players and also win games but not at the cost of of trying to help our guys become better players and so that's that's interesting and I am glad you mentioned that. How about uh, how about with mm-hmm. Penny? How about with Penny? What what uh you know what was kind of the the mindset? What was the atmosphere like when he when he took over? I know it was is met with a ton of fanfare and you know you kind of have the you know popularity back with basketball there at Memphis when he gets hired. So what what was his process like in building the program?
1: Um, Coach uh, Hardaway does a good job. He just um, – I'm trying to think because I'm just – I don't know, it was just a year ago. I just trying to think of what – how he did it. I mean, he first – first off, he hit the trail of recruiting and he – in that short first month, he, he got good guys, especially from Memphis. He got um, – I'm trying to think that first year. Tyler Harris and Alex Lomax and uh, – Who else he got? We got a couple good transfer from Louisville, Lance Thomas, and just he he built uh, built it back up a little pretty quickly with the recruiting class he had. I think it was like a might have been top twenty five in only a month. So see him do that, you knew that he could recruit when he had a full year, and then that proved to be correct once he got to number one recruiting class with you know James Wiseman and all those guys that just signed this past year. And they're going to be a good team. Uh, very talented. They might be a little young, but I think they'll be able to get through that, especially once their conference starts. They'll be, I think they'll be able to get through that pretty, not easy, but I think they'll be able to handle it by that time.
0: Yeah. So yeah. Well, I, I, a couple of things I, I like. I guess the question I have is the recruiting is—is is it just because of his name and the successes he's had in the AAU circuit and NBA, and does that carry that much weight? As and and then maybe what's his sales pitch to these guys? Is he saying, "Look, you know, I've been in the league. I know. I know what it takes. I'm going to try to get you yeah. there. Is that is that I mean is that the mindset? That,
1: that, you hit you hit it right out of the park with that. Basically, that that's why he had an NBA stats. So he's got himself and two assistants that were on that played or coached in the nba and then he's got coach madlock who's well known through the college basketball ranks and that that's good he's got a good foundation with recruiting and all that and then he's got uh i think his video coordinator he he uh was a the he was player development in the nba for the bulls at one point so he he tries to the NBA, and then I think his new strength coach, also Darby Rich. I think he yeah. was at one point in the NBA for a little bit too. So his his mantra is, "Hey, we're this is the NBA. We're going to run it like an NBA uh, not program franchise like franchise basically. Yeah. But yeah. So, um, but that's his pitch for sure. Hey, we were all at the NBA at some point. We know what it takes to be at that level and compete at this and then get you there and get you ready for that level
0: right develop. well uh, I think you just hired Cody Topper. is that right yeah yeah so, so Cody,
1: Cody yeah, Topper was, yeah was he's at, uh, I think done yes past couple of
0: years and he's been
1: in the G League and he's uh, he's done he's doing he's a he's a, doing a
0: good job there yeah sure. yeah no that, I mean that's that's a big time staff I worked for Cody for I guess two years when he was running some camps here in Texas. Um, oh, okay. Cool. So, uh, anyway, just yeah, that's a, I mean, big name guys, NBA guys, and so it's just interesting to see that that mindset and that kind of mentality and how that resonates with us, with the student athlete. You know, I think that's that's right. kind of cool. Well, hey, talk about your time here now at uh, at Little Rock. What you and uh, Coach Walker's trying to build there, and and uh, maybe just. Give a little plug to the university and and what you guys are what you guys are focused on now with practices just starting.
1: Yeah, so we had our first practice yesterday. Um, we're trying to yeah we're just trying to get these guys to we got a couple of new guys and a returner so we're trying to just gel them right now get them to understand the game of basketball knowing where. All this coming from from the defensive side, knowing where spots to be. We're just it's, right now. It's a lot of teaching from Coach Walker, and he honestly he's one of the best teachers I've been around. That goes with Coach Smith, Coach Beard, and Coach Hardaway. So he knows the game. He's been in the NBA for uh, he was coaching the NBA for like ten years and played in the NBA for ten years. So he knows how to <coughs> how to get guys to play at another level. So my job them every day is what we watch film <laughs> every day. Every practice we have, we watch the whole practice. We break it down, and then we'll show clips before practice, um, and we we'll try to help those guys understand uh, how where to be and how to get to certain spots as well. Gotcha. Well,
0: is this a job that comes easy for you? I mean, are you a, a film junkie? Is this something that? Is kind of natural to you, or is this something you've had to learn over your time as a first as a manager, then grad assistant, and um, I mean, and, and then, along with that, is this uh, is this kind of leading you to being a, a Division One assistant coach? I guess what's the end goal for you?
1: Yeah, so I want to be a, a Division One head coach one day, and Coach Walker he, just the other day told me to start taking notes of like what he what, of what he does that I like, and then that way I can move it on to the next spot or when I improve and that way I can teach the way he teaches and if I don't like it don't do it so he's telling me his advice is to take what I like from each coach and just start building my profile of what I like and don't like so I like that he's trying to help me become the next level coach and then but yeah, I, I've always watched film in high school with my dad. I'd watch film with my dad the whole the whole game, whatever, who we were playing, if we had a practice film, we'd, I'd watch that with him. So I've always been a film guy, um, the, <laughs> since high school, for sure. And then um, I really got more involved once I got to Memphis with film. As a manager at Tech, I didn't really have to because we had, we had like three video coordinators, basically <laughs> at, right. at Tech um, I didn't do a whole lot while I was at Tech, but um, once I got to Memphis, I, I learned from both of our video coordinators. Uh, Mike Yatana, who's at Tech A&M now, their video coordinator, and then the current video coordinator at Memphis. So they both taught me a lot. So it's helped me. Under, they both taught me how to do film, how to break it down, how to, you know, what to look for, uh, everything like that. So uh, I credit both of those guys to give me in this spot, honestly, because they both taught me and they didn't have to, they didn't want to. And they took their time to teach me how to break down film. So. Yeah,
0: that's good. No, I, I'm, I've always had a, I love watching film. And I, I tell my coaching friends this all the time. I love watching film of other teams and taking what they do. When I watch film of my right. own team, it just makes me mad at my guys. So it's almost like I don't I don't like them as much after I watch film of them, But uh, but uh, no, I, I think film is a huge. Obviously, it's a huge part of a college program now and how film is broken down and how you guys can use synergy and and all kinds of things like that. It's, it's a it's a big deal. And uh, it just made I reminded me of something, Grant, uh, how you gave my my team a pep talk. Before a tournament game a few years ago, and we won. And so, it's not just these programs that you're helping, you're actually helping the Wallhawks by, by giving pep, pep talks before games. So, <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, I, I guess, forgot about it. yeah, yeah, you came over and watched us play when you were a manager at Tech, and and uh, yeah, you, you made it, you made a game or two, so that was that was kind of cool. And then, I had you talk to the guys afterward or before, so um, well, hey, let's. Uh, well, I you me <laughs> that day. That's cool. Yeah. Well, Hey, uh, let's switch gears a little bit and, and kind of put on your high school coaching hat. What, uh, <laughs> I know, I know I'm putting you on the spot. If you, be, if you became a high school coach tomorrow, uh, what are you going to focus on with your players? What are some things that you're going to do in your program?
1: For players? I think, I think the biggest thing for high school basketball, since you can't recruit them or you're not supposed to at least, Yeah. um, is developing them and that comes and that starts at the seventh grade level in my opinion. So when you get a chance to, or even shoot, my dad used to run like little dribblers and that's when he started development really and stuff like that. So I think if you're gonna build a program, it needs to start from the lowest part for sure, at least the seventh grade level and develop those guys into what you want them to be by the time they're seniors yeah and then obviously when you first get there and some of those guys have already developed habits by the time they're seniors and juniors so you kind of just got to do what you got with with what you got and then you you try to develop them as much as you can but i think a big part of high school basketball is developing them and honestly some of the and Sometimes we get guys that it just seems like they don't know it, a thing about, like, you and a shell drill. Like, they, we were told, I think, the other day that, Coach, we didn't run shell drill in high school. And you're just like, wow. So it's just, I think, developing them into basketball players. And, of course, you got the same thing with Coach Smith and developing them into good citizens as well. So I think those are the two things I would definitely start with when I if I was a head high school coach. Um, but. Yeah. Yeah. That's good.
0: No, I like that. Yeah. The focus with those junior high kids and kind of build them up brick by brick. And that'll, that'll kind of help your program, you know, in the long run. That's, that's really good. All right. Next question I have, and I, then I'll let you go. I know you probably got about 20 films to break down here, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> what, no. uh, uh, what are some of the trends just from watching film, whether it's synergy or, or teams that you like? I guess the question is twofold. What are some trends that you see in college basketball, offensively and defensively, and then who are some of the teams that you like to watch?
1: Ooh. Well, I like to watch Texas Tech just because it's my alma mater, so that's <laughs> an easy one. There. Um, but I like the way Coach Beard like teaches pack line defense. So that's I think that's a, I think that's becoming a trend now, um, especially with this new FIBA line. Now I think it's going to be the three pointers, I think, are going to be taken less. I think because of the new three point line going yeah. to the free line. Um, it's, I mean, watching our guys, it's just it's not been a struggle, but it's for some of them. But it's like they're they're making less now because yeah. it's a, another foot or another I think foot and a half. I'm not 100 on the actual like accuracy of the distance between those two lines, but I think you're going to see more guys driving in, and I think that's going to Honestly, the pac on defense is going to even jump even further because now, if your team can't shoot, then now you, you don't want them to get layups, obviously, or uh, right. ten-foot josh and whatever. So, everything you're going to do is making them shoot three, especially if they can't shoot. So, offensively, it's just and now with the field line, so that <laughs> the field line is creating a lot of stuff with the with facing now. So it's creating more opportunities to drive the ball. I think. Um, and then um, pick and roll offense, and, and just I think overall spacing has been a huge trend lately
0: yeah. with uh, basketball. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you there, man. And, and you know, putting guys in the dead corners, I think that's a big deal. <laughs> um, and then I, you know, this is my my theory is that with the feeble line, and with uh, maybe a stretch, the stretch, the stretch four may not be as popular because maybe the guy can't shoot <laughs> like he like he used to. Um, mm-hmm. I think I think there's going to be more back to the basket post players. I think there's going to be mm-hmm. guys that you know, like Michigan State does. They're gonna have a guy, They're gonna have a mm-hmm. post, and they're gonna post him up, and they're gonna get him right. the ball. And I think that might be kind of coming back to the college game. So, no, for
1: sure, for sure. But um, so yeah, well, I, I also like watching. Uh, uh what is it? I like watching Houston too. Yeah, and just plays so hard all the time. and It's just. Their intensity, and no, I think uh, Coach Sampson's a good culture there. Yeah, and they just always playing hard, and the way they run their stuff, I like. I like watching Houston too. I think that's a good program to watch as well.
0: Yeah, no, they. Hey, I love their defense. They uh, they're one of the few teams that still double the post. You know, they four or five trap on the post, yep. and they rotate out of that. So they're going to ambush uh, and trap the post. You know, and then and then late in the season, what they'll do is they'll fake it. And so the mm-hmm. post thinks it's coming, and then he'll throw that ball away, yeah. and there is no trap. So yeah, I, yeah, I, I'm a big Texas Tech guy mm-hmm. defensively, Houston guy, Houston guy defensively, and then offensively, they do a great job. Both those programs do a great job of getting their best players the most shots. You know, that's that's also a big deal. So, well, Grant,
1: yeah, the best without get the best shot.
0: Alright, man. Well, hey, thanks for being with us today. You got anything else? Anything you want to mention before I let you go?
1: <laughs> uh, no, I, I just want to uh, thank all the school coaches. I know one of them out there personally and how they've helped me develop my my coaching experiences and especially you, Coach Blackburn and my dad and, you know, everyone out there that <coughs> contributed. I just want to say thank you um i love the texas high school basketball coach association um, i think that they do a great job and i think maybe one day i'll get to talk at it
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's right yeah that's the goal right